Hey, sweet friends, this is Andrea, and I'm your host for Inspire on the Go. I'm excited about the chance to talk about life, ministry, and our relationship with Jesus. I can't wait to see what God has in store. So grab a cup of coffee and join the conversation. Hey, friends, I hope that you're doing really well today. I'm so excited to bring, I think, probably a familiar friend to the podcast today, Lori McDaniel. She is an Arkansas girl. Many of you know Lori because you have attended Inspire Women's Conference in the past, or maybe you follow her on social media. But today we're going to have a candid conversation with Lori about life and ministry and purpose because Lori is our keynote speaker at Inspire 2021. So, Lori, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm I'm excited to be here, but I think even more so that like I'm excited to get to be with listeners who are like Arkansas girls, maybe. And maybe it goes beyond that, but let's just call it like it is. Like there's a club of Arkansas people right Amen. here, right? Yeah. <laughs> it is a bit of a club, isn't it? <laughs> but we we love all women. We we are excited about what God's doing all over this world, which we are absolutely gonna talk about. But um, you know, let's talk about the fact that you are from Arkansas and just your roots here. Yeah, so I pretty much I, I will throw this out because I know that there's people who live in Arkansas that like they migrated from Texas and so get the love there. So I was actually like born in Texas. I didn't live much of my life there, but have pretty much lived a large extent in my life growing up um, in Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, when I was 16, moved to Northwest Arkansas, which you'll like this, I hated it. And so when I went to college, I thought I'm never, ever coming back here again. Get married. We lived in Missouri. We lived in Tennessee. We lived in Northeast Arkansas went to Africa, and then here I am back in Northwest Arkansas, the very place I said, I'm never coming back here again. But yeah, so I've got roots going all directions in Arkansas. So the lesson from that is never say never. Pretty much. You would think we learned that, but like, I'm about to say that never happens. You know, it just, it just kind of the way that it seems to roll. Yes, yes. Well, okay. We're so glad you're an Arkansas girl, but also, like you said, our love extends way beyond Arkansas, and I know your passion and your pursuit of the Lord has taken you all over the world, so tell us a little bit about you, about your family, your ministry, your life, your hobbies. We want to know about Lori McDaniel. Okay, like, do I start at the beginning, or do I start, like, with the current and work backwards? I'm not sure. I think we should start current because it's pretty big what's happening currently in your life. Okay, perfect. That's great with me. Um, And yes, it is. It feels big. It feels like I can't even articulate it. And as soon as I say it, I think that there will be women who are in this season of life. As I am, they're going to be like, yes, you are absolutely right. It's hard to articulate. But my husband and I just became first time grandparents. Um, Our oldest, our daughter, um, she and her husband, they had twins. So it's a little bit of double the love, double the wow. I just literally, Andrea, I like trying to wrap my mind around how to articulate this and the experience of it. I I still don't know if I can yet, but it is incredible to like, I I feel like I'm just like continually just staring at the babies because my daughter lives uh, nearby. And so we have that blessing, but Oh my goodness, entering into this season of life. At first, when we were told that she was gonna have kids, like, oh, this is awesome, because it was such a difficult journey for them to get there. Um, but there was also still that, wait a second, how did we get old enough to be grandparents? Like, how did we just enter into this faith? But now that we are, like, you 
I wouldn't trade it for anything. There is just, uh, it maybe ask me this question six months down the road. I'll have something really profound right now. It's just like, wow, God, just, just wow. That's great. And what about, do y'all have like fun names? Parent names? <laughs> you, for, for us? So there was a lot of prayer and fasting over this one. Like, what do you do, right? So is it, like, you go with the traditional, do you go with the frou-frou kinds of things? Like, what do you, what do, you do? So um, my, my name that we have picked out is Mama Lori. Um, and that simply came from our youngest, uh, his fiance started calling me that. Then my other daughter-in-law picked up on it and started calling me that. And so it was kind of like, that's just, it just stuck. I love so that. So I'm Mama Lori. And my husband is going with Papa um, because he grew up really without a father figure in his life. And his grandfather was that to him, whom he called Papa. And so he has adopted that. So, yeah, so we've come a long way from living, uh, doing church work, uh, moving to Africa as missionaries for several years, coming back, starting a church launching the different ministries that go along with that um i launched our, our women's ministry led it for 12 years um went back and worked with the international mission board um beyond just when we served with them for four years and worked with them for seven years in mobilization um i literally we're about a year and a half out i resigned my job and kind of stepping into whatever's next but with that, you know, we have three kids and our first one just had grandchildren. And so like, here we are. And it's just, it's a good, all of those seasons have been amazing seasons. Um, all of those seasons have had tough parts to them, but I am, I, I love the season that we are in. And I think everyone who's listening can relate to what you're saying because all of us know what it's like to have the multiple roles and responsibilities, whether that's wife or grandmother or sister or a church relationship or a community relationship and trying to navigate life and ministry and calling and purpose. I mean, we want to kind of get into the nitty gritty of that on our podcast today, but also to let people know we're really going to flesh that out at our Inspire conference. But I know that you've been a part of Inspire Women's Conference over the years. We love having Lori McDaniel. This is your first year to keynote, so we are so excited. But tell us a little bit from your perspective over the years, like what is your thoughts when it comes to Inspire Women's Conference? Do you think that this is a conference that's worth a woman's time and resources? Um, just give us your perspective on that. So I'll, let me answer it in a nutshell first in that, that last part that you asked, is it worth the time, expensive, the, the energy and so forth? 100%. Um, and the reason I say that is because, because I have been involved with Inspire for quite some time. And honestly, I can even go back to being involved with other Arkansas women's events. Um, it has been a joy to watch Inspire like morph and grow um, to see women, not just in number, but like in enthusiasm, in a genuine excitement to rally together with other sisters in Arkansas, but also to be in challenged and equipped to live out their faith and their walk. And so I have loved, like every year that I've walked away from Inspire, I walk away thinking, this is a really good conference. Um, and I think it's not just even um, like, like Andrea, you and the leadership team, y'all sincerity um, of what you're, you know, wanting to see happen through the conference, 
but it's also the women, like when they come together, there is, sure, there's the struggles, sure, everybody's different seasons, sure, everybody's got questions, problems they're trying to solve, but there is just a sisterhood in some sense that exists that is authentic and real, that gives me momentum for my own life when I go back to my church in town. I love that. And we hear that. We hear that in the testimonies. We hear that in, you know, the desire for women after they attend one year to come back, but to bring people with them, which is always evidence of, you know, something that is meaningful when you're not only willing to come, but you're willing to put your name on the line and say, yes, you want to come with me. And so you're right. We have to the glory of God and, and by his incredible grace experienced you know, exponential growth, but I love the spiritual growth. I love the spiritual focus that this conference helps our women to embrace. And in fact, that's the theme for this year. Uh, You know, we tried to do this last year (laughs) in 2020 and it just got COVID. And we had COVID. That's right. But something I've thought about is what if we needed 2020 to help us get ready for what God has for us? Absolutely. I think one of the things, here's a statement I keep hearing people say is like, when things get back to normal, and, and I've even, I've been guilty of, of using that too, right? But like, God isn't on pause in what he is doing. And so we might think of when things get back to normal, normal routine. Um, but like, we can look at examples in the Bible, like when things happen to people, they didn't necessarily go back to the way they were, which is what we define as normal. Um, but I think the most important thing is, is God isn't on pause. Like he is still in sovereign. He is still in control and he's still at work around the globe, but right here in Arkansas among our own people and churches and so forth. And so, yeah, absolutely. Maybe we needed that time. I don't know, but I do know that God is still at work, period. Amen. Amen to that. And um, I've been thankful personally for this a little bit of a break so that I could reset and refocus my time and my energy and my attention. And, you know, that's what we're going to be talking about, pursuing a God-sized vision and focus for life. And sometimes I think we can have these phrases or these themes or these topics and they sound great, but we're not really sure what they mean exactly. Like that's a real churchy way to say, okay, we want to, you know, live a meaningful life. But what, in when you hear that phrase, pursuing a God-sized vision and focus for life, what does that mean to you? And how does that impact the way that you live? So one, I think that's a question everybody's asking. We might not ask it that way. We might ask it in the phrase of what is my purpose in life? Why am I here? Um, you know, desiring to make an impact and so forth. So we might ask it different ways, but I think what you're asking is something most people ask of their life. Okay. So when you and I had this conversation over a year ago and this, we were talking about this theme and kind of, you know, with the direction of what does it mean to live a God-sized life, I literally had to sit down and like think it through um, because it's something I want to do, but am I doing it? And if I am doing it, then can I harness and articulate what it means? And so as I thought it through and began to synthesize it down, it, I mean, Andrea, honestly, it just became incredibly simple that I think to have a God-sized vision for our life or to have a God-sized focus of our life really is that we live our life, that we think, we move, we act, everything. We live our life aligned with God's purpose. Like his vision already is God-sized, 
And if we align our lives to what he is doing in the world for his name and for his glory, then we, we then align to this, what we call God-sized vision. But if we go and we, in our own nature, try to amplify something, stretch it, we try to create and orchestrate um, and shape our own, what we might then stamp as something large and God-sized, and we do it on our own, that's, that's not God at all. And we actually like begin to own what wasn't ours to have when God's saying, here's my purpose. It's pretty simple. And when we look throughout, I mean, we can look cover to cover in scripture and see that God is passionate about his glory and he is committed ultimately to act for the sake of his name in all the earth. So it doesn't matter what story, what book of the Bible you go to from cover to cover, that's his purpose. So when we align our life, think, do, act, everything, when we align our life with God's purpose, that's when we have a God-sized vision for our life. I love that. And it so captures the heart of God, I think, for us to know that we were created in the image of God to be in relationship with God and that he has a plan and a purpose that was written on his heart and his mind long before we even came into being. And so we're coming into agreement with that. And and what that does is it takes some of the pressure off of us, right? you know, to try to figure this thing out and try to make this thing happen, which I think is a trap that we can fall into very easily. It is. And I mean, I find myself, I mean, still having to pull my foot out of that trap sometimes, right? Um, where we get misaligned sometimes. Um, it, it, for me, it happens like I'll look at what somebody else is doing, no matter what it is, I think, well, I want to be like that, or I want to do like that. And so I, what I try to do then is manufacture that without looking at what God is already doing in my life, what God is doing around me in the area which I live, um, allowing him to put other places even globally on my heart, and looking to align my life with him and his purposes in the world. Um, it's not complicated. Yeah. We are the ones that, that complicate it, right? Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited for the conference to actually, we're gonna dig into that a little bit more practically. Like, how did we do that? What does that look like? I mean, honestly, when I have just even been going over notes and so forth, I get really excited for us together with the women and to explore what does it look like to align our life with God's purpose. Yeah. And what, I, what I'm hearing and what I just know God's laying on your heart, it is a simplification process. And I, I, what a great word for women who sometimes our lives feel so busy and so stressed and so complicated and layered, you know, because of all the things that we feel responsible for, you know, the list is long on our distractions, but to know that every day we can wake up and come into alignment with God and, and, and to live in the freedom that he provides as we simply put our yes on the table. And so I, I love that we're going to get very practical because we all want that. I mean, I, I, we wouldn't talk to a woman who is attending Inspire who, who would say, oh, I'm not really down for that. Everybody says, yes, I want that. But let's talk about how we can do that. So I'm so thankful that you're bringing in those practical steps. And one thing that I was thinking about, and I know you and I have talked about this, is how that really does help us to 
be in alignment with God, but also then to display the difference that he makes in our life. And so it becomes like just living in authentic relationship with God so that as we're going through our day, we see God's purposes, we see his plans, and we can just step into that in, in obedience right. and faith. And that happens whenever you're living in, you know, Little Rock, Arkansas, or Conway, Arkansas, or Bentonville, Arkansas, or Monticello, Arkansas, you know, we don't have to go to the other side of the world to sit, to, to, to demonstrate, you know, those plans and purposes. But I know you're passionate about going to the ends of the earth. And so I want us to bring that into the conversation here. You know, how, tell us about your walk with God and how it's taken you all over the world and how that has changed the direction of your life. Yeah. So the, the phrase that you just said, you know, I'm passionate about going to the ends of the earth. Absolutely. I think I would also say it this way that I am passionate about activating people to participate in God's mission that goes to the end of the earth. And so that looks like sometimes actually going ourselves. Other times it's supporting through giving or praying or whatever it looks like. But I believe that God has made it clear what his mission is to make his name known in all the earth. And as followers of Christ, we are part of that mission, whatever it might look like. And so um, I will say this, that even though I grew up in church, um, actually, I think you're at a church I grew up at. I grew up at Gar Springs uh, First Baptist Church, or you've had a role yes, there. Yes, yeah, I've, there, I've right? spoken there several times. Yes, yes exactly. Yeah. So, um I grew up there, and even though I grew up in church, I will say this, that a lot of times when we start talking about God's global purpose, people, like, check out. We start saying God's mission. You know, that's not me. That's exactly what I did. Like, I knew that the Great Commission was a good thing. I just didn't really think the Great Commission was my thing. Like, that was for somebody else who was, you know, more super spiritual, going to places I couldn't pinpoint on a map, working among people in a language I couldn't even pronounce, right? Um, and so it was always for someone else. When my husband went on a uh, short-term mission trip to the Ukraine, the walls of communism had just crumbled, and he met for the first time people who had never heard the name of Jesus. Like, we say that, um, but it always seems like it's something way out there, but when you encounter it, it really changes the, tra the trajectory of how you think about a message that you've been given. So when he came back, he basically was saying, I can't continue to teach and preach to people who have heard the same message over and over and over again, when there are so many people who have yet to hear it for the first time. And he told me that sitting on our couch, um, I was holding our three month old, like our first child. And I remember thinking, you know, let me unpack your bags, let's get it, dust the dust off of them, wash your clothes, and you'll get over it. Like, you'll come back down to earth, right? Um, in God's timing, like there was a year, two years that went by, and I, in my own quiet time, personal uh, walk with God, was, was reading scripture, and God just began to work on my heart and life that, you know what? I might be moving you to a place that you don't know, kind of like Abraham, to a place unknown, right? Um, I didn't tell my husband, though, because I don't know how, like, everybody else's spouses work, if you're married, um, but my husband is like, you know, when the yes is on the table, we're going right then. I'm more like, I want to shop it around, you know, I want to make certain kind of thing. 
Um, so I didn't tell him for a while. And then one day I get a phone call. He was at seminary in Memphis and he would commute back and forth from Northeast Arkansas to Memphis. Um, I got a call. He said, Hey, there was, there was a missionary who came to speak. I'm asking him to come speak at our church tonight. Um, just so you know, he'll be here. And I'm going to take him back to Memphis. Great. Okay. When this guy came and spoke, it wasn't necessarily like he was some major, um, charismatic, Preacher kind. He just simply told stories of how God was at work in other parts of the world. And for the first time, I began to see myself as someone who I could do that. Oh, I, I can do that. And mission became not something that was for somebody else to do, but now I saw myself for the first time like, I can be a part of this. And God really brought the marriage of our mission calling together. Um, and so it was then about a year later ish or so, um, after going through training and getting aligned with the place that we would go, we moved with our two preschoolers to Zambia, Africa. Um, we had our third child there. So he's our little African souvenir, we tell him. Um, and I will say this, we absolutely loved living overseas, living in a different culture. It was hard. It was difficult, we missed home, but there was so much about it that was rich and God was working. And then as we began to continue that work, God really began to reshape our heart to come back and plant a church that from the very beginning would have this mission ethos, this mission DNA, to take even the missionary trade craft that you learn of contextualizing the gospel, um, understanding the people you're working among, take that, bring it back to a community, take that, that missionary tools among our own community that raise those, those people up to also have a local and global mission mindset. Um, so yes, I'm passionate about mission, but I'll say this, it's not like, it's not a Lori McDaniel thing. It's not a, international mission board thing or any other mission agency thing like seriously if we i feel like we miss it sometimes in god's word because we can see again i know i said this earlier from cover to cover god works in acts and always has for the sake of his name being made known um among all nations for that matter and so we see it from the beginning in the old testament it's not just a few chosen verses in the new testament that we print on back of mission trip t-shirts like it is threaded throughout the entire narrative of scripture. And I think when I first saw it, I felt like, how, how have I not seen this before? Um, so this isn't something that we just manufacture and have to generate energy behind. Like it is the purpose of God to make his name known among all people. The question then, how am I going to align my life with him to make that happen? Yeah. Yes. And I, I love hearing your story and I love how God is so faithful to prepare us even when we don't realize he's preparing us, like he's, right. he's putting the right people in the right places and the right opportunities in order so that we can respond in obedience to that great call on all of our lives. And so thank you for sharing that. And thank you for giving us a, a real life picture of a passionate pursuit and it, it impacting your life, but it also being so meaningful. I think that's something too, that we maybe don't talk about enough is like when we're in alignment with God's plans and purposes, it's so freeing. It's so meaningful. It's so purposeful. And there is this piece that does 
that is produced in and through our lives, even in the hard. And so I think that that's to be celebrated as believers, you know, and, and to really encourage one another in that. So as women come to, oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) I was going to say, as women come to inspire, they can know that this, this message is going to, it's going to permeate and resonate within their heart in such a way that it helps them move forward in their, in their walk with God. Right. And it, it, to me, here's, here's the reality is, is whoever's there, married, single, whatever age, whatever income level, um, whatever education level, like it really doesn't matter what, what will need to happen is that we move away from what I call kind of call this someday theology. So like we want to align our lives with God's mission and purpose someday, you know, we see it, but it's always like someday, someday, Um, when I graduate from college someday, if I get married someday, when I have kids someday, when I make more money or someday when I get a different job and we just kind of continue someday when the kids finally move out of the house and we continue down this someday, I will track because in our mind, again, I think we manufacture some bigger something that we think it has to look like and God is saying no, like today. Like today with your education level and your income level and the house that you're in and the life that you have, you can align with my purpose for you and what I want to do through you to make my name known to others. Um, so I think when people come to the conference, we, we have to kind of lay our someday on the table. Yeah. And it changes it to a this day. Exactly. So good. So good. All right. Well, as you think about Inspire, and I know as you're preparing and we're praying for you, I was I was just so curious. What are you praying for the women who will be in attendance? I I cannot wait to hear the answer to that. Um, So my prayer has been it it actually might seem a little bit bold. I love Um, a bold prayer. Well, so I I don't know if you're familiar with the book uh, Becoming Elizabeth Elliot. Um, I have been reading that and there's a quote in there that Elizabeth says, um, and I may not get it exactly right, but basically she, she says, I spoke at a women's meeting. It seemed useless, though everyone cried. And I thought, I mean, that has like, Andrew, that has like pierced me. Um, I mean, basically what she's saying is it was really good time. And there were a lot of emotions that were stirred. And I had everybody probably eating out of the palm of my hand as I spoke. But she had that phrase, but it was useless, meaning there wasn't, there wasn't any activation. There wasn't any change. It was just another, hey, that was a really good talk to add to my library and shelf of all the other really good talks that I've heard. And I just don't want it to be that. Mm-hmm. Um, I truly deeply desire for the women who are listening at Inspire or any other place for that matter, that we move our women's ministries, that we move our individual lives beyond, I need another spoon fed. I need another, somebody else to fan my flame. When Paul told Timothy, you fan the flame that is within you. So like, I don't want to personally, I'll put it personally first. I don't want to walk away from our conference and say, wow, there were a lot of emotions stirred, but it was useless. Like, I want to walk away. I want the women to walk away going, I knew God was leading me 
And I'm, I'm putting action on this like right now. And so that, that, that has been my heart and that has been my prayer. Well, I'm over here raising my hands in agreement with that because, (laughs) you know, we, we need, we need, and I just can't even think of any other way, but a visitation from the Lord. We need, we need his presence. We need his power. We need his direction and we need it to take root in our lives. And so I'll just issue a challenge to everyone who's listening and going to be able to join us at Inspire. Will you pray? Will you begin right now to pray that God will make your heart ready? Will you come with your your heart open to a this day kind of encounter? And as you do that, God, we know that he's already drawing us. We know that he's already working. He's already moving. And so I'm going to join you in that prayer. And I want to encourage the women to join us in that prayer. And so I can't wait to see how God works and moves in powerful, powerful ways. Lori, I know most of us, you know, that are listening are probably already following you perhaps on social media or um, very familiar with your ministry. But for those who are not, and also I know God's doing some new new things in your life, I know they're going to want to connect with you moving forward. So let's talk a little bit about that. What is God doing right now in your life and ministry? How can we um, pray for you, encourage you, and follow along in the adventure? Um. Yeah, so I feel like since I resigned my job and kind of stepped into this unknown land that there's a lot of I don't know right now. Um, And maybe there's other people listening, like it's like they're in that landscape as well. There's just a lot of I don't know what's next kind of thing. I will say this. So you can connect with me at lauriemcdaniel.org. It's being redone. So just know like when you land there, you can connect with me there, but you may find some older content. Um, my favorite is on social, honestly, because I can like, I feel like I can engage a lot more with people. So Facebook, Instagram, I'm not cool enough to be on TikTok yet. Um, but Facebook, Instagram where, where people can find me there. Lori M. McDaniel is usually how um, you find me there. But I will say this, I, I just launched something like literally a week ago that I'm calling the Great Commission Woman. It's currently just on Instagram, though, in maybe a week or so. I might have it on Facebook, and then it's going, I think it will morph into some other places. So currently on Instagram, you can find the Great Commission woman. Um, I will tell you this, though. Like, even as I say it, like, you need to know, even though I launched it last week, like, it's incredibly embryonic. And the way I launched it goes against everything within my personality. Like, I am someone who, like, I kind of want to figure out the whole big picture and then hit a home run, you know, right up when I step, step up to the plate. But literally last week, as I was thinking and praying it through again, you know, after weeks and months and honestly, and very sealingly, a couple of years, like, God, what do you want this to look like? I feel like God just saying, Lori, what are you waiting for? Like when I called you to go to Africa, or actually it was just to a place unknown, Like you guys went not knowing what it would look like. You just asked people to pray. When you came back and planted a church just with Mike and you and your three kids that you made tie their allowance so you'd have a church budget, like you didn't know what it was going to look like. You just did it and you asked people to pray. When you lost women, when I lost our women's ministry at our church, again, I didn't know what it needed to look like. I just simply asked people to pray. So 
for nine months. It was me and a handful of women on our face on the floor of a living room until we knew what to do next. And so last week, I, I literally launched it not knowing what's next. And I have asked people just to join in prayer and praying for the nations. Um, there, you can find one a day as we kind of go through the alphabet of praying. Andrea, I think it'll become more than that still as we move forward in praying. So go follow, be a part, join. I'm excited. And so I don't, I don't want to make it sound bigger than it, like it is. It literally is on the ground floor and just kind of waiting and watching and moving with how God does. I love God's timing in that because your Arkansas sisters can jump in there with you and join the adventure. We can pray with you, um, but also just what a great reminder to be great commission women. You know, in this world, I think we need that reminder every single day to be about the gospel of Jesus Christ, to be about sharing the gospel um, and and to to keep the main thing, the main thing. And so right. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm just so excited about that. And I was actually a little teary eyed. Um, Lori and I did a little pre-chat before the podcast. And just in my encouragement of her, I felt the emotions well up because I've I've known you for many years. We've walked together and I wish I wish we had a chance to get together, you know, in person more often. But man, I, 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 I just, like to that. Yes, yes, absolutely. I love you and I'm so thankful for you and the women of Arkansas love you and we are so thankful for you. And so I love God's timing. It shouldn't surprise us, but I hope it always does just how intentional he works in all things. So Lori, we're praying for you. We're excited about Inspire. Uh, we we commit uh, before the Lord to come with our this day um, attitude and openness and um, to just give him the glory for all that he has done, what he is doing, what he will continue to do. So thank you. Thank you, Lori. Well, I'm excited. Um, seriously, I, I don't know if I've been more excited for a conference in a long time. And it's not just because they got canceled because of COVID. But just like, sincerely, I just sense that God wants to move and act and speak. And I feel like we're just going to be available and let him do what he does in the hearts of women. Amen. Amen. Well, we want you to get registered. The time is now to register. Inspire is happening on March 13th, 2021. We have a new look, new locations, uh, and a new schedule. We have five locations happening across Arkansas. We will be practicing uh, social distancing. We will also uh, follow all health and safety guidelines with wearing masks um, and taking all the precautions. So uh, if, if it works for you to come to one of our live locations, we would encourage you to register uh, if, if not, stay tuned um, for ways that you can access this material. We want you to be a part of the day, but if for some reason you can't, that's okay. This material will be available. It will be live. It will be active all year long. We can chew on this. We can talk about it and we can pray together. So register today, absc.org slash inspire. All of your questions hopefully will be answered there. Uh, as you register, know that you can purchase your Inspire merchandise. Um, we have hoodies, we have t-shirts, and all of those great breakout sessions that you love, they're going to be available right here on the Inspire on the Go podcast. So it's going to be an entire year of talking about and, and, and really processing what it means to pursue a God-sized vision and focus for our life. And so women of Arkansas, we love you. We're praying for you. And we are so expectant for a mighty move of God in and through our lives for his glory and for the furtherance of his kingdom. So we will see you on March 13th. Thank you so much, Lori. 
Thank you. Thanks for listening. I hope today's episode helps you embrace the full free abundant life that God provides. Don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe to Inspire on the Go. If you would like more encouragement to help you grow in your faith, visit my website at andrealennonministry.org. Come back next time and enjoy another episode of Inspire on the Go.